All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jabba Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back on the Real Life Podcast, and everyone is healthy for the first time in what seems like two weeks. Everyone is healthy on the show. I'm Mark Majot. To my left is Bag Milk, and we're sharing a microphone like we're... We're coming in close. Like an acapella barbershop quartet. That voice you hear is a man who is recovered and is no longer 90% Kleenex, Wanye Gretz. Truth. Wanye, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. And we have a guest in studio, Kent Tilly. Kent, what's up, my man? Oh, not much. You? Oh, you gotta get closer to the mic, man. You gotta own it. Own it. Own it. Own okay, it. Yeah. Eat it like you're eating a hoagie. Own the microphone. Oh, yeah. It's awkward. Like you're drinking a Smirnoff ice an there inch you away from your face. There you go. Uh, in boys, there. in the week we're off, we played the Ryan Smith interview. Everyone loves Ryan Smith. Everybody we're loves back. Smitty. Yeah. Uh, we're on a podcast brought to you by sumojerky.com. Yeah. You got your sumo jerky today? Correct? Got it delicious. There was legitimately this month strips of actual bacon covered in maple. That's and sad. one covered in sriracha, and it's like real. And anyways, it's delicious. That's good living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds every month to your door. Boy, oh boy. Brought to you by uh, Sumo Jerk. Yeah, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Uh, 99% of the people listening to this, so shout out to my buddy Ryan. Four people, yeah. Four good job. People. Yeah. Uh, you probably know me from my time on the Jason Greger Show, and we taped this on a Monday night, and I can announce that my time with Jason is up. I have one more week with Jason, and then we're still working out the crossing the T's and dotting the lowercase J's. Right. But it looks like I'm joining the dark side. Yes, We've recruited you to come to the internet from the failing yes. medium of radio. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So I'll be joining Oilers Nation. Some some type of capacity you're still working on. Do you guys need a janitor? You just yeah. need no. to be tall. There's no. not a lot of tall people around. We there, need right? we need you to do exactly what you do here there without all the infrastructure. We need you like to, to be in charge of all of our podcast match. We're rolling plan. out a couple more. And you've done an exemplary job here, and we're very happy that you took us up on our high-pressure offer with the naked photos I photoshopped of you and said, Mash, I swear to God, these are going to hit the open market if you don't come make all these podcasts. And it worked out, so thank you. You guys have been great. I'm looking forward to it. So, again, we're it. working on everything, yeah. but it looks like eh, sometime in February. It's already the end of January. Yeah. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we had a bye week last week, so yeah. we all bye week. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Everything's back to normal. So We're let's get back. back to business, boys. Paul effing coffee. No, wait. Let's not talk no. about Paul coffee. Let's what happened to me today. Let's okay. talk yeah, about okay. me. Right. Me, my favorite subject. You are back. You you've been worked up for two weeks. Just. Oh, I've been real worked up all day today because today I was driving to work at the crack of noon. No, way earlier. And you know when you wheel up to a light and you're living your life and you're listening to Young Jeezy as I was this morning. And, and you, Pet Shop Boys? No, today was Thuggin'. Okay. And I'm so glad I was listening to Thuggin' Jams because who was parked at the lights next to me but number 97? Oh, my goodness. Connor McDavid. How'd he look? Look good? Amazing. Fighting shape. He had mm-hmm. daggers shooting out his eyes. Canty looked amazing. And I looked at him and he looked at me in a very awkward wave exchanged by both of us, I might add. And then I gave him the old touchdown symbol and then peeled out of there off the light. And I don't think I've ever had a better exchange. It would have been great if you caught him at the next light. Oh, yeah. That's what I was just The thinking. first exchange and then another awkward exchange at the next light. I'll just give him the double thumbs. Yeah. Like, remember me from one light Maybe ago? Maybe the guns. Oh, yeah. The shooters. Ungear- so, got shivers here. You want to touch me? I, you can touch my arm, but nothing on the hand. Yeah. Red hot, right? Mm-hmm. You have icy hands, Kent. I know. What's yeah, wrong? Bad circulation. Oh, I see. With, without blowing up his spot too much, what kind of vehicle was the young captain driving? I don't want to say. No. It was very fancy. Very, very fancy. It was a Ford Escape. He deserves it a was fancy a, car. Like yeah, a Ford it was Escape, a Ford Escape, you know? about 2008, 2009. Um, Low mileage. Wait, that's not him. That's somebody frugal. else in the room I was thinking of. Yeah, Frugal. Frugal. You know, got a smart. Good yeah, smart. Nothing wrong with that. Well, hey, if you got a hundred and whatever it is contract in the bank, that doesn't start till next year, Kent. I know. Yeah, You're a financial only, guy. He's only making like three million yeah. this year. As a financial planner, you'd probably recommend he keep the foreign whips to next year. I think so. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know for sure. I would. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you'd handle your hundred million dollar contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, if you did get a hundred million dollar contract, what would be the first thing you bought? Like, would it just be something stupid, like? I'm going to light a cigar with Action Comics number one mm. and just, like, blow That's smoke it. in people's faces. Well, I'm not that quick on my feet, so you got to give me a little heads <laughs> okay. up with this, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a podcast. you got lots of time. Yeah, we'll edit it all out. It's all good. Tell you what I'd buy. I'd rehire Cam Barker. I'd bring him back just to be my butler and oh, be like, yeah. Cam, I think you can make this one work, buddy. I think we can make this work. One's an oiler, always an oiler. Always an oiler. Mm-hmm. Bagmuck, what would you buy with $100 million? Well, if is bringing back Cam Barker, I'm bringing back Dennis Grebishkov on a third tour <laughs> For a of duty. third time. Let's just hire old oilers to be our valets. It seems to be the thing to do, so I feel like I should have one of my own. Now That's we're, a good idea. Yeah, we were talking about uh, awkward oiler encounters, and mine wasn't awkward. I think it's probably the highlight of both mine and Connor's day, I would assume. Connor he's probably talking about it right now on whatever podcast he's on recording. Podcast, uh-huh. yeah. That's smart. Connorcast? Mm. Oh, I'd listen to that. I'd listen. You're doing my work yeah. for me right Yeah, yeah write Connor. that down. That's a good idea. Connor. Bag Milk, you had an amazing story about seeing our boy number 83. Shout out to Travis Dakin, Alish Hemsky at the Globe. Hit it. Yeah, so this is probably about 2004. Allegedly, in my opinion, I saw Alish Hemsky pop a guy real good at the Globe. There's this wow. dude, a big fun boy, party boy, was up there pushing him around. Getting pushing Alish. Alish Hemsky in a bar. He's like getting in his grill, and I don't know, I don't know what it is, man. What? You in see Edmonton. It in Edmonton. You see a guy out, he's having a drink. He's one of the Oilers, of and you could decide to go out, get up in his grill. I don't get it. I don't get but, these people who do this. I don't understand. Like, did you know that my cousin played peewee hockey with one of your teammates, and ergo, I can talk to you? Mm-hmm. I love when—this is a complete aside, but I love when guys give experienced advice to NHLers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, bro. You know that pass you tried to do in the first period tonight? Doesn't work. Never works. In beer league, this is what I yeah. would have done. Yeah. But anyway, so going That's back to the Globe, flashing back about 13, 14, 14 years ago now, and Alish popped him right in the old kisser. See, he was tough. Oh, I'm sure. Alish Hemsky is tough. Man, he had that guy. big, yeah. he got that nice. athlete. Yeah. Like, they he had that wild go. scar on his neck. Oh, yeah, yeah the scar. Yeah. That's something, that's an underrated <clears throat> aspect of Alex Hempsey, just how, like, street thug, like, yeah. he looked like a guy that's been in a couple tussles before, in the back streets of Prague, or where is he? God, we let him take a beating as an oiler, didn't we? We were like, don't worry about your back, Alish. You don't need to walk when you're 45. <laughs> how many times did Robin Regeer just throw him into the boards behind the net, or into the goalie, or anything, Yeah. Really? He got the snot kicked out. But of him. you saw him at the Globe say enough is enough, and it was Sucker Punch City, and then Allegedly the Allegedly, in our hum- opinion. True, true. Allegedly, in our Allegedly, opinion, you are he a popped lawyer. him once in the mouth and then bought everybody around a drink. Bought everyone around a drinks. Everybody that was seeing it, he's just like, you know, sorry for the disturbance or whatever he said. I don't remember. What'd you order? Do you remember? Uh, I think I got a Jager bomb. Because this is pre 
camera phones. Oh yeah, they, I mean, like I was rocking the Razer one at the time. Ooh, I think a fine phone. You could take a picture on a Razer, no? Could you? You could play remember. Snake on it. Yeah. Nope, that was the other one. That was a push, Nokia. Push. <laughs> Didn't oh, Ray- oh, push push. Those are the days. Didn't Dakin talk about how he had an awkward picture with? Yeah, I took it. Yeah, was that on a flip phone? Was that on a Razer? No, no, that was on my old school BlackBerry. So, like, the first generation. Well, no, because the first one was the Pearl, and you couldn't take photos on a Pearl. Yeah, you could. Could you? I'm pretty sure you could. Okay, maybe you could. They weren't good. Okay. Well, this was an okay. This was on one of the brick ones. Oh, okay. And that was, yeah, There's I have a very awkward, blurry photo of a very happy Travis Dakin and a very blurry Alish Hemsky who did not want to be in the photo, but fortunately wasn't punching that night. Was it one of those times where, hold on, he was blinking, let's get another one. Did he? Uh Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't blinking. Dakin just looked at it, and man, he was drunk. He's like, I don't like how I look, and then went back to take another one. You take three pictures, and then the memory on your phone is full. That's all you got. I'm trying to think if I have any awkward running stories. You have to. No, honestly, like not at the bar, not at restaurants. Because oh, you're a pro man. You're like, yeah. hey, fellow person I in the was. industry. I did run into, well, I guess, he, I don't know if he could get in trouble. I ran into a player who was underage at the Roxy in Vancouver. I'm like, hey, I know you. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to be here, but I bought him a drink anyway. <laughs> underage? How could somebody, oh, because 19 in yeah, BC? Yeah, 19. Like, Psh, that ain't even a real law. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. And Kentro, you had a good one. You had to go to Aquaman. Well, I got a few. Oh, sure, yeah. oh but, okay. Well, I mean, probably a lot of them I can't tell, but this one I thought was funny because I was drunk at a wedding at Blackhawk, and and back in the day when all the Oilers were were actually members there, Sam Gagne was there, and when I see people and I don't know where I know them from, I just pretend we're friends and always give them a head nod. Yeah. And so I looked at Gagne, and I was like, hey, buddy, what's up? And I gave him a head nod, and then he looked at me like, who the, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then I walked away, and I was like, oh, yeah, we're not buddies. I wish we were. <laughs> I wish I was friends with him, but. See, I think if you're Sam Gagne and someone's normal to you and gives you a hey, buddy, what's up, that's actually probably like a pretty good interaction as Euler fan interactions go, right? Probably, because, I mean, most of the time it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, like me giving Connor the touchdown in traffic this morning. If I saw Connor McDavid, I don't know what I would do. No. But, no, like, you acted pretty normally, actually. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Last time I saw Connor out in public, I literally looked at him turned around and left the room. Yeah. And just went home and said, yeah. enough is enough. That's all I could do. Oh, yeah. I think I would do that, too. And I tell my wife that, and she's like, he's 19 or 20 or whatever. Like I'm like, I don't care. He like, won the heart, yo. Right. Come on, mama, get like, in. I'm trying to hit, put you to the game of what's going I, on. I love my son, and then I love Connor McDavid wow. as far as men are yeah. concerned. Yeah. As men go, that's yeah. the order? Yeah. <laughs> so in, in that order, correct? Your son and then McDavid and then no one else? Yeah, I don't even know who's close I'll to throw me. Throw old like Jason Smith plug on number three or something like that. Well, One of the sure. old boys, uh, Hendrix actually, because I've had beers with him and he's like my best buddy. Oh We're wow, best buddy. wow. Okay, so you put your best buddy third. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> That's a tough ranking. I'll, I'll just tell you we're best buddies because we had beers together twice. Yeah. Well, he's so, been on this show. And he's by such thunderous, a great guy. Oh, amazing guy, amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, I one time was at the pint and really? tried to, oh yeah, believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> and I walked into the men's room, and as I was coming out from the men's room, I, lo- I saw a back that was as wide as an aircraft carrier, and as I go to go around it, it was Jose Canseco. Holy oh. cow. And he was at the pint with um, like the minor league team yep, that was, was playing here. the Cracker Cats or the Prospects, whoever yep. it would have been. And I've told that story to several people, and I know like four or five different people that had encounters with him that night that was just like, Man, Jose Canseco was just so weird, right? Like, he was just at the end of his career, the end of his everything, and he was still wearing, like, I think he was wearing, like, a bedazzled blazer with, like, a cross on the back and jewels and, like, weird shit. But you bang Madonna, you get to do right. you for the you rest of the time. You do whatever you want to do. That's yeah. what I'd be wearing oh, if yeah. I was, like, rolling around Jose Canseco. Like, Did why are have... you even wearing a shirt? That's a good yeah. point. Did he have an entourage with him? Well, he had the rest of the team. So they were kind of blocking him off then? No, they no. looked like they wanted nothing to do with Jose Canseco. <laughs> like, wasn't he like the player, manager, owner, coach, bat catcher, mascot of that team? It was one of those weird things like, listen, pal, we'll give you a check. We'll give you every title and just – or every title you need. Right. And just come and please help help us sell some tickets. Yeah. And I don't know if that really worked, to be perfectly honest. No? He's weird on Twitter. You ever follow him on Twitter? Yes, there's actually a theory that it's not even him anymore, that he has sold his since sold his account. Because people that were on it, I wish you guys could all see Wanya's face right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's a theory yeah. because he rose to prominence, right? Like, Right. He was killing the game. Yeah, he was. And then people realized how crazy he was. And then apparently someone then bought it. And this is all just hearsay, but someone now controls it for him. 
and so it's you, not really him. So you could buy Jose Canseco's Twitter account. Yes. We're already with built-in followers. I know a guy that used to build up World of Warcraft characters and then sell them when he got bored. I imagine it's Man, the same that's thing. That's awesome. If you would like to buy my Twitter yeah. account, I've got uh, 12,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Low, low price. We can work out financing. What are you Ken's thinking? here. What do you, yeah, Ken's here. Like Ken's here. He'll help us work followers? it out. It's no joke. Yeah, How many do you have? Oh, 9,000. Bag Milk's a famous one. Mm-hmm. Wow. If yeah. we could get you like a penny per follower, it's not bad. It's like 180 bucks by my rough back of the napkin math. $200 even. Probably it's two hundred dollars more than you have in your pocket right now, though. How much would you pay for Jose Considers Twitter account? Like, I'm just thinking, like, what on earth could you convert off of that? Like, what are Jose Canseco followers just rabid to buy if Jose Canseco tells them about it? Porno, probably nothing. Steroids? Yeah, Jose Canseco memorabilia. Maybe I have a piece of Jose Canseco memorabilia in my home. Really? Yes, it's an autographed picture when he was on The Simpsons, but that's it. That's cool. It, cool, is, it is very cool, actually. Jose Canseco's got 510,000 followers. What does that run in you? It's less than I thought it was going to be, to be honest, too. Look at some of the tweets. Let's see if these are legit. All right. This is all we do, by the way, Kent. Okay. There is very little prep work. I have never prepped for anything in my life. Well so, done. I mean, this is and right you're a up doctor? That's <laughs> odd. <laughs> Who let you be a surgeon? That's a good question. He uh, just retweeted himself, mm-hmm. which is always a power move. Right, right. Success is moving from failure to failure with no less enthusiasm. And then he says it's a Jose. That's not a Jose Canseco quote. He's claiming it as his own and then retweeting again four days after he tweeted. Jose doesn't have the brain pan to retweet himself. That is sold, rolled, and now owned by Pornhub or something. And then he tweeted on the 14th about 17-year-old Ali B, singer-songwriter, future star. There's no context to these. It's just like choppy little sentences. Yeah, but somebody could have paid him oh, yeah. to do that, right? Like, yeah. So that's where you're talking about, like, who's Ali B? And why does Jose Canseco know Ali B? First of all, who's Ali B? Ali B spits fire. I have no idea who Ali B is. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if you knew. But... <laughs> who Ali B? She's fly. I, I think we need a new segment on the show called Kent Reads Jose Canseco Tweets. Oh, that'd be nice. And I'll put a nice right. music bed under that. I yeah. think that could be a big deal for us here. Well, see, there's now that we got you full time, too, we have time for this audio visual work. Oh, yeah. And there's no way this is Jose Canseco. There's no way that Jose Canseco said, why does perception have more weight than the truth? What on earth? But why would you part with one earth dollar to be able to broadcast this garbage? Because he was kind of one of the OG crazy people on Twitter. Oh, for sure. Like he was, he was, I don't know, Twitter launched, I think in 06 and came to prominence in what, 09, 10 around then? He was one of the OG batshit crazy people on Twitter. Oh, I used to be big into it. And then he has a super hot daughter, the model. His name is Josie Canseco, I want to say. He would name his daughter Josie Canseco. (laughs) I I like that. I think it is. But she was a babe. Babe. But I was like, I can't listen to your crazy dad tweet anymore. And then, like, out of solidarity, I unfollowed her as well, just because it's there not you fair, go. you know, to package deal. And you don't unfollow many people. No. So you you finally just had enough. Enough was enough. Well, those are back in the days when you'd actually read Twitter. Like, now I don't I'm... even think you're following me. What? Oh, gets I'm a call. That's hard. Of course I am. Of course I am. <laughs> Who's texting you today about how many views your Facebook videos have? You know I'm you keeping were, a yeah. fucking sharp eye yeah, on yeah. you by Thunder. I think that the people back in the day that got on Twitter really early on had a very different experience than people now. Remember the race to a million followers between Ashton Kutcher and CNN? I do, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who's going to win? It's the greatest race of, you know, ever. And now it's just like, celebrity. I think, well, we talk about all the time on the show, we think we've hit peak social media and now it's in decline. Right, I would agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the people are like the celebrities <laughs> that are piling off social media because they don't like it anymore. Little kids aren't getting onto it just because they don't want to be bullied and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people you know that just don't go on any of them anymore. Yeah. Or maybe just look at Instagram. Yeah. Where, like, that's about it. Right? Instagram's so, still pretty safe. I'd hope so. It's my favorite of the apps. I mean, if you look in the comments in some of the nation comments, though, safe. Mm. Sure, but we're, we're bringing it on ourselves. Like, if you're Cindy Bo Bindi and you don't want no one to bother you, you just turn your account to private and that's that. Although there's those, right. those ones, though, where somebody will tweet a, or uh, they'll put up an Instagram video of themselves or whatever, and then it catches on with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that sorority girl who just dropped that racist rant to right. her, like 60 followers or whatever, and all of a sudden it's on Barstool. You can't trust sorority girls, man. They're going to yeah. sell you out. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every time. <laughs> or that Playboy bunny that took the picture of that uh, like overweight lady naked in the dressing yeah. room oh, yeah. and got like her life ruined. Didn't she get like a jail sentence out I of there? I think so, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pick your battles. You gotta pick. That's such good advice. 
I've already learned. He's, Ken's been here for 17 minutes, and I feel like I've learned the world from him. Yeah. So we're gonna take, I'm going to take some notes. We're going to take a quick time out. Oh, I see what he's back. doing. He's buttering you up for an ad. Oh, nice. <laughs> Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Java Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Java Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Chapa Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at chappamachinery.com. Chapa Machinery Group, join the family. Things are back on the Real Life Podcast, brother. Oh, Brought yeah. to you oh, by Japa Machinery. Right. Shout out to Japa. Our Shout out, Japa. my friends. Marin, yeah, I know you're listening. You texted me last time you heard me. I hope you're having a good day. I gave Great him a shout out on, yes, I gave him a shout out on the best of too. Did I you? Hope Japa was still listening. Amazing, so, of course. I, I went. We listened to the Smitty interview. Yeah. I forgot how good of an interview that was with the OG host of Real Life. Oh, the old when the pros were here. Yes, of course. That was good. But shout out to uh, Japa Machinery. Kent, you're here and. Well, you're with K4Financial.ca, and a lot of people in the organization know you, but Juan, I know you're fired up to chat with Well, Ken's one of my oldest buddies, right? It's great to have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. 20 years, probably. 20 years. Making us friends at the age of four until now. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys were back in the day holding your Stay Oilers, Stay signs and rooting on Ron Lowe and Fred Brathwaite and Zidane Seeger and Dean McCammon. Can't I, sh- I shot on Fred Brathwaite at Carnival of Champions. We were talking about this at the at the uh, office the other day. Mm-hmm. Why do the Oilers not do Carnival of Champions anymore? Because they hate us. It's such yeah. a good thing in the community. It's yeah, fantastic. Anyway, Kevin Lowe just wants to like <laughs> run parties with like the old boys and like celebrate something every year. Oh, that Twice can't be year. true. They just brought back Paul Coffey. That flies <laughs> in the face of all your theories. Yeah, it, does. it ruins my theory completely. Yeah, no, Kent's one of the best Oilers fans I've ever known. I'll never forget in the 06 Cup round. I think there was the only guy who looked as tired as I did by the end was you. That was devastating. Had they gone best of eight, I think we both would have been <laughs> dead by natural causes in the Cup <laughs> final because there wasn't a lot left in the tank. No, Kent, Kent Star of the Outsiders, and, and I, I like what you do for a living now. You've got, you've got your financial advisor company, K4 Financial, mm-hmm. and you're big on Facebook. And you're the only guy I've ever seen or heard of that's, first of all, like trustworthy in your industry. Shout out to all the other financial planners out there. Suck it. <laughs> and secondly, you make videos that are informative, but you also make a lot of content that's funny. And you don't talk down to people like a university professor. And you explain concepts of financial management very clearly. I try my best. And lucky for me and anybody that wants to listen to me, I talk slow so it's easier for them to understand. Actually, turns out that... I was at a big firm for a long time, but I'm also a local stand-up comedian, and they decided after five years that they didn't want me to do that anymore, so they made me choose between my career and stand-up, and so I said, screw you, I'm going out on my own, and I'm going to use stand-up to try and teach people about money, because that's the biggest thing, is there's so many things wrong with the industry, there's so many people not really telling the whole story about what they're selling you. So I just said, well, if I can do a little bit of both and generate some business with clients that want to work with me because they like me, they like listening to me and how I teach, then uh, then I thought it would work. I have to thank you because you kind of gave me the final push to turn it into what I did. And because uh, I always go to Wanye for advice because... He's done some great things in the city and with Oilers Nation, so I trust his advice and and uh, best thing I ever did. It's working, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Right? I, I think the outsiders are hilarious. Oh, they're hilarious. Like that's... The one where you drew the piece of poo and Mike Chernick was in the crowd and not tonight, Connor, we're going to let you go with a warning. That was one of the funniest Oilers-related things I've ever seen made. And that's what we've been doing for a damn decade. And you guys walked in, new guys, and just rolled whatever's good to roll in some sort of rolling game right off the hop and won right off the bat. I think my favorite one had to be the Ovechkin jersey. That was our favorite. Oh, man, I died laughing. You're standing there, tarps off, and it's 30 below outside. Oh, it's so cold, Hilarious. It's interesting now we live in a world where you can make your own content and do distribution. Like we were talking today about one of the videos that you had and you had like 4,600 views on your latest one. Mm-hmm. And if you like compare that to like what the evening news on French CBC gets for viewership, like right. you would need literally need to shove the anchor people out of the way and talk five consecutive days on the news to get for that sure. many views. 
right? Well, and old school financial planning is like, okay, set up for two months, try and get a seminar going, yeah. and buy dinner for 30 people that probably won't show up to teach them things that I teach in five-minute clips every week, whereas, like, you know, it costs me if I want 20 bucks to boost a post. Yeah. Otherwise, it's free. Yeah. So it's just sort of, I think it's the way to go, but when you work for a big firm, you can't talk about the things that I can talk about. I love that they're like, hmm, in an industry full of unlikable assholes, we've got this young guy who's out there also doing stand-up comedy and he's relatable. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) We don't need your type around here. And they told me I could do it in the beginning. I was like, well, why would I start here if you told me I had to give up comedy for a job where I'm getting paid zero dollars up front? Yeah. I didn't have, it wasn't like they were offering me a job making 200 grand a year. No, for sure. So I was like, I won't do this unless I'm still allowed to do comedy for fun because I love it. Yeah. And you're good at it. It's like my favorite hobby. So, anyways, after five years, I was supposed to get a promotion. And then the big shots were like, we didn't know we had a comedian that's trying to use our resources to pursue his career in comedy. And what I was like, fuck? what? I don't just, I don't understand. I guess it's it's the old school, new, new school mentality where it's like, you need to wear four ties, have right. eight pens in your lapel at all times. and Well, you're, you're not allowed to have like a secondary job if you have a mutual funds license. So like, oh, that was how the, uh, the original get around was. But there are people doing other things. They just don't want you like driving a cab or waiting tables. Or, and I said- I told my boss, he's like, how much money do you make a year doing this? I'm like, I don't know, like 5000 And he's like, you want to throw away your career for $5,000? And I'm like, it's not about money. Like, yeah. I have like hundreds of friends that are comedians, yeah. and, and I love going on the road a few times a year. You want to throw your like, passion out the window for a job with no upfront pay? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, that was it. Well, good on you, buddy. I remember when you made the move, and I thought you know, there was a while there you were considering kind of toning down the comedy, and you did for a little while. You weren't doing as much. Well, I always listened to their. Uh, they had some rules for me, which was fine. Uh, but then you know, then they tightened up the rules and were like, "You can we'll I'll let you do twenty shows a year, and you can never be on TV, and you can never promote a show, of and course. you can never." Perfect. Do anything that any comedian wants to do. And there aren't a whole bunch of things that I really want to do beyond what I've done in comedy, except for like a couple that I keep to myself that mm-hmm. I think might happen one day. But I didn't want to have to say no if that came up. I think that's something that everybody in this room can relate to because we've all at some point had soul-crushing jobs where – you have to make all the interesting people that I know, they will tell you the story of when they decided to be the interesting person that I know. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember Gregor's story, right? Gregor's like 25 and he's working in the oil patch. He tells me the story of he's in camp and he's sleeping in the bathtub of his room because his roommate's snoring so loud. And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my normal career and I'm going to literally flush it down the toilet beside where I'm sleeping and I want to be new John Short. And then he did it. Right. Right. And I feel like a lot of people have that moment of reckoning where they're like, what the hell? Bag milk, you were working for a major automobile corporation in the difficult department and you were getting shit all the time for running Oilers Nation Twitter. One of my favorite times was um, they called my name down to the office. It was like a principal kind of paging <laughs> on an intercom? you down. Like, how do they do that? I just got an email pop oh, up on, on saying, please report to the, this office. Yeah. So I walk into the office. And on a big projection screen, they had the Oilers Nation Twitter. Awesome. And this was probably, (laughs) we're in the depths of the Dallas Aikens era around now. So My favorite time. Of course. (laughs) Everybody's favorite time. Mm -hmm. So they were dark times, and I was throwing some dark jokes out on Twitter, and they were, like, really upset about it. And were you logged on through a work computer? Uh, no, but I would do a lot of tweeting from my phone, you see. Of course, of course. Uh, Whereas now we do them directly from our brains. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those things where, like, Ken said, is like, are you happy doing this side thing that really has nothing to do with anything you're doing here? Yes. Well, you have to stop that. 
And I remember they took away bonuses. I had to write and sign a report, and it had to get faxed somewhere. I don't. That's know when you I started getting paid. You're like, they made me forego my bonus. And I was like, oh Jesus, we're ruining this guy's life. Yeah, well, that was mine too. It was. I was in Winnipeg to do a training thing. I was supposed to get this promotion that should have probably meant an extra. $50,000 a year of income that I would have made, wow. which was huge. Huge. I was super excited. That's My wife money. was on maternity leave, and I was like, this is great for our family. And while I was there, one of my favorite comedians in the whole world, his name's Kelly Taylor. He's from Saskatchewan. He's a beauty, he's a, and he's a friend of mine, and he was at the club in Winnipeg. So I texted him, and I was like, we're going to come and watch your show. And when I got there, he was like, oh, do you want to go up, do a guest spot? And that comedians just do guest spots in clubs, mm-hmm. like, if we walk in. And the manager put me up for five minutes. And the next day, like, I just did this for – I didn't even want to work the Winnipeg Club because you have to go there for two weeks. And yeah. I couldn't take that time off anyways. And uh, so they found out the next day and were like, this guy is trying to use our company dollar – to stay here where we're training to promote his... Five-minute unpaid set at the local comedy club. Totally. That was your game plan. Yeah, yeah. You mastermind. Right. <laughs> That's like, yeah, I just screwed them over. I don't understand. Like, my my genesis story of going to work for the nation full-time, I worked for, for a local utility company, and they couldn't have been nicer to me. I worked in their green energy sector. Looking at wind and whatnot. Well, not looking at wind. You can't see wind. Come on, bag milk. Think <laughs> about it. Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's dusty or whatever. That's true. Can't. That's true. And it was 09, so it was a global financial crisis, and people were subsisting on a hearty stew made of leaves and water, and I got a really good review on a Friday, and the only thing that ever came up was, you need to stop going to this Oilers website all the time, Oilers Nation. And I didn't say it was ours. I didn't say I was working on it. I didn't say shit. And they're mm-hmm. like, every time I went in, they're like, stop going on that website. I'm like, No. And then my boss gave me an awesome, awesome review on a Friday. And he said, you know, we really like you. You seem reasonably smart. You haven't flushed your pants down the toilet in a while. That's helpful. Um, We think that you have a future here. And I thought about it all weekend, and I went in on Monday morning and quit. Because I think that as you get further and further down the path of life and you have little ones or you have a family or you have a wicked potted plant like Bag Milk has in his sword collection, right, Um, it gets harder and harder to make moves. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, 10 years older than all of us who can't make moves, right. who can't pitch the, 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 the job to be a comedian and then start your own company, who can't leave the major Ford uh, company, uh, oops, you know, and or, or Maj, right? I mean, for you to come over and, and work for the nation too, right? That was like a hardcore decision on your mind. It was Chevrolet, by the way, not right. Ford, if you're wondering. Yeah. We'll just yeah. throw a bunch of car names out. Yeah, yeah my wife everyone. was super pumped up. When I was oh, I can't there. imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm so happy for you that it worked, though, right? I'm happy for everybody yeah. in this room that it worked because, you know, following what you want to do, like, that's not easy. It's a hard no. move, especially with a little guy and, mm-hmm. and, and a wife. What was what'd your wife say when you came home? And told her the story about a five-minute set ruining your fifty grand. Well, promotion. I mean, it was that it lasted for a long time. Yeah. I mean, because I had to make a huge decision. I had at the time a hundred and fifty clients, and was like my trajectory was a good career, and you're not allowed to get any of them back. Like you can if they decide to, but you can't go and pursue those old clients. So I was like, well, I'm going to start from absolute scratch. Yeah. And build a website that I don't know how to build yeah. and make these videos that I don't know how to do. But you figured and, it out and you've done such a good job. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and so after a while she started realizing, oh, like, this actually is working. Yeah. But it took, you know, it, it takes me a long time to make good money because of the way that I charge, which I talk about all the time. But, uh you know, in the end, it will be the best thing that I've ever done sort of career-wise. It's funny how telling old people to go fuck themselves and doing what you think is the right move, it's like the natural order of things. Like, mm-hmm. you start out, you, you're you like, everybody's amazing, I'm going to work with all these people, and then you start, like, firing people or getting fired or whatever happens. Then you get, like, to the point where you're like, I have that thing that's working. I can't fuck with this at all. Like, I'm a one-hit wonder or a two-hit wonder, and this is what I know how to do. And then the third phase of your career is when young people come and try and disrupt it, Right. And you're like, listen here, I got six more years till I retire. I don't need some stand-up <laughs> comedian coming yeah. in here and doing some set about porn, and then nobody wants to deal with our massive financial institution. Totally. 
Right. Well, and all my clients knew I was a comedian. They came to my shows. But that's like, what makes if, you relatable you and cool. If you like my comedy, you're not going to want me to be your financial planner. Like, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And so I was always like, okay, well, and I love it because the financial industry is can be super shady. And a lot of the highest guys are sort of the shady. We're talking like high with weed? Like weed high no, guys? No. Oh, money, money. The most yeah. successful guys right. sometimes are, not always, but are, you know, borderline doing things that you shouldn't be doing. And the huge corporations will look the other way with those guys. Right. But if there's some guy making three grand a year telling jokes that aren't that dirty and are kind of stupid and whatever, like just as a different, like, oh my God, I made people laugh. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you how imagine bad that is? How dare you? Right. How dare you bring joy to miserable lives? Totally. And uh, and I said, and I mean, I've talked about this before. At the exact time, I was just in this weird phase in my life where I was actually quite depressed two years ago almost today and this is when it all started happening and I had a show on the Friday night on like the worst day of my life actually kind of worse than the day my dad died like Mm -hmm. I was just in a headspace that I couldn't explain and I had two shows that night nothing like that headspace to go do comedy hey like well but it made my day a million times Mm -hmm. better and that's what that, a lot of comedians are more depressed than I am, like most of the time. But I dealt with it then and was like, I'm not giving up something that makes my brain better mm-hmm. because you, you know, whatever. That was a whole big to part triple of it. down on my soulless day job that right. makes me wonder what I'm doing with my life. Like, and I liked it, but I mean, I said, well, I can do it my own way and save all my clients so much money and tell them the truth and offer yeah. them things that they're not getting offered. And, and now you slide a few jokes in. You made the one video convincing me not to invest in weed stocks. That was very soul crushing for me. Well, Thank they you very hate, much. people hate me for that. I didn't say don't invest in them. You I did, but what I recall, you said, <laughs> hey did. there, Wanya, you idiot. Stay away no, from weed. Stay away from weed stock. People hate that video. I love it. I that said, uh, just have a plan, like, just because, you know, Everybody gets too greedy once they see it going up, and then they forget, like, that they told themselves that they would sell if it doubled. Right. And that's where, so you got to have a game plan for a high and a low point, or at least reevaluate or peel off what you've made instead of risking everything. Because in the end, that's great. You double your money, but if you do that for the rest of your life, you probably won't beat the market. No. Your investments. You know what I did with my money? I bought Jose Canseco's Twitter account. (laughs) And now I tweet emotional quotes and talk about my daughter, Josie. Yeah, I bought (laughs) all Connor McDavid memorabilia for my office. Smart. My business expenses to start were like... Fifteen grand plus fifty thousand <laughs> McDavid stuff. Ten in my Connor office. sticks. <laughs> oh, genius. Uh, if anyone out there is listening and wants to contact with you, K4Financial.ca is it? Yeah, and on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube is all K4 Financial. LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapchat, MySpace. Oh, Jinx, Nexopia. I, wish I had oh. Nexopia, MySpace still. I wish. Yeah. Uh, this was fun, boys. Thank you. Quick time out. Yeah. Live podcast brought to you by sumojerky.com. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at JappaMachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. This edition of the Real Life Podcast is brought to you by SumoJerky.com, the number one beef jerky of the month club in the world. It's award-winning and rare beef jerky to your door for as little as $14 a month, a proud division of Wanya Enterprises. That's SumoJerky.com. We're back on Real Life. Shout out to Japa Machinery. I'm a Joe. Bag Milk is to my left. Wanya is to my right. And directly across me is Ken. 
Hilly with a T. Oh, a Kennet. It was Kennet. close. Yeah, it was almost a Ken. Yeah. K4financial.ca. Really good segment last time. Uh, boys, let's now chat about the week at hand. Oh. All coffee. Before I'll ask you all this question. When you thought about names that could improve the Edmonton Oilers this season, was Paul Coffey in the top 10 of those names? He was right above Corey Cross for me. I wanted Adam Oates back. Yeah, well, actually, that's not a bad call. He is coaching in the nation. Yeah, he's actually. I don't understand. Like, Paul Coffey owns car dealerships, correct? So good on you. K4, you get it. Financial management, very intelligent guy with his money, clearly. The fuck? How do you, does that make you able to come back, step on the ice, and be our power? What is he? And he's not even. It's he's another skills, one of these stupid skills development. Coach. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean but anything. I, I don't think he's gonna do anything. Like, does Gretzky do anything? Like, I think they just have like jobs so they're visible in the organization. I don't think they actually do anything. I'm pretty sure Coffee was on the ice today. Yeah, he was. He was wheeling around. Oh, really? And question, he's an unreal skater. I mean, he's he's the best defenseman, arguably, or one of the best defensemen. I just look at if you, if you want to hire a skills coach, that's fine. I'm sure there's an area or an agent that can point you in the direction of certain skills coaches. You mentioned Adam Oates worked with Darnell Nurse quite a bit in offseason. Like, there's guys out there. Just the timing of everything just makes me raise a Spockian eyebrow. Peter Shirelli. Spockian eyebrow. Peter Shirelli over the weekend just said, well... Todd and I aren't former Oilers, and we think this is a fine hire. So, Gabe, kudos. It's just, you have to realize the optics of how that's going It's to so work. tone deaf. Yeah, it, the, it is. And the first thing I thought of when I looked at it was, is this actually a Peter Shirelli hire? Because I don't buy that. No, no, I don't, I don't, no of course, of course not. not. But he has to go out yesterday. I watched the uh, – shout out to my boy, Reed. He he had the audio of the interview yesterday, and I was yeah. laughing to myself because he's talking about, oh, I made the decision. No, you didn't. You didn't make this decision, Petey. Somebody above you made that. You just go enjoy your Bobby Nix burger at full price. Full price. But this was not your choice. There's two things that concern me about this. Number one. If Peter Chiarelli isn't calling the shots, nor Todd McClellan for who the assistant consultants are to the team, maybe this isn't Chiarelli's fault, all this crap that happened. Maybe it's still bloody management by committee and he isn't able to make the calls he wants to make. The other thing that makes me worried is, if you're a young oiler, remember when Taylor Hall went on spitting chicklets and was like, stupid Glenn Anderson, how dare you talk to me? You did nothing. Nah. You have to assume if we laugh about all the boys in the bus coming back, mm-hmm. that the actual oilers laugh even more. For sure. And with I mean, every additional guy they bring in, doesn't that just get you more and more tone deaf with the, with the organization in the room? Well, that's what I thought they were trying to, like, stop. I thought that last, like, you know, that last party, what was it, two years ago, yeah. where, like, every oiler came out on the ice? I yeah. thought that was the end, where they were like, <laughs> okay, now we're going to, like, focus on a team that's 30 years later down the road. Yeah. Like, do we want to be Toronto and focus on the 64, 67 Maple Leafs? That's in, all we have, apparently. 2100? Apparently yeah, the plan. Right? Like, apparently the plan, like you said, that 84 team is to hire all of them. <laughs> one by one. Here's, but he's not even in hockey anymore. So, like. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, he's been running car dealers. I, like you did, Matt. I, I like. I looked at his coaching history. I was writing the article, like the news yeah. release on after well, you do research. Well, I tried to. We just shoot from the hip. (laughs) I was doing some research, and all I could find was, like, some midget coaching experience in Toronto. So minor league stuff, a little bit of skills coaching for the Coyotes 100 years ago when they were really, well, I mean, they're real bad now, but they were also bad then. Mm -hmm. But that's all he's got. Here's what we're lining up for. Wayne Gretzky is GM in oh, the yeah. next three years. Mm-hmm. Stole my next take, yes. You think so? Oh, yep. I, I honestly believe I so. believe it. Low Tide was talking about it. Low Tide's never wrong. And here is... Ever? Not never, really. Never. He never said Gagne was going to be captain. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Didn't have the balls to make the goddamn calls that actually mattered around here. Um, imagine that. Imagine that the, the, the way, like, things aren't going well. They have to get rid of Chirelli. They put Gretzky in his GM. And now the final showdown is the masses of Oilers fans that are worried about Connor McDavid leaving town. They send Gretzky out to the doors to, or to the gates of the mansion to meet with all the Oilers fans. And we have to shit on Gretzky. Yeah, you don't That's want That's the that end of his happen. legacy. Totally. Of course not. Yeah. I, now, when you say what you love Connor McDavid, I love Wayne Gretzky more than I love Connor McDavid. I will tell you the straight up truth because that man is a saint off the ice and he delivered us four cups. And he's the greatest player of all time. He is the reason mm-hmm. we're technically all still here if you want to get. Absolutely. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yes, you always have to keep him above. But, I mean, that's great. But, like, 
I like my best friend now better than I like my best friend that I had when I was in kindergarten, even if I really loved that guy in kindergarten. Connor McDavid is now. Yeah. And so Wayne Gretzky is not going to win a Stanley Cup for us anymore. Well, what if he's GM? <laughs> he's still got to have Connor McDavid on the team. And sure. if he trades Connor McDavid, oh my God. In any capacity. <laughs> my brain would split in half if they, Gretzky traded McDavid. The, somebody would burn the statue. And at that press You're conference, right. at the press conference, right, he says, I would. promise, mess, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> that would be nuts. If uh, Gretzky has to trade McDavid, they will destroy his statue. Does he want to be Peter Pocklington? No, right? Like, or Kevin Lowe. Like, everybody liked Kevin Lowe when he was on the Oilers. Won six Stanley Cups with two different teams, but I can't stand Kevin Lowe. See, I still like him, but I understand why I, I don't still like, him. like Mac T. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But I just don't like how Kevin Lowe talked down to the second tier fans. Of I course. Like, I would prefer to watch the game on my TV and rewind when McDavid does something crazy. And then tell my wife to watch, and then yeah. she'd be like, "No, shut the hell up." Yeah, <laughs> I I think Maj, what do you think about this? If, uh, no. Coffee plus Gretzky. Uh, I think we're kind of trending towards this, but you're right though. You eventually, when you hire someone, you're you're hired to eventually be fired at one point. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's business. It's also sports, right? So I hope that's not where we're trending towards. But if you're reading the tea leaves, kind of looks that way. Right. It's it's just so much. There's a thing. In gambling, I think it's called like a negative sum roll where all you have is downside risk. So it's like, I'm going to bet you that you can't eat that microphone. Mm-hmm. But if you I'll eat bet it. How much do you want to bet? Right, exactly. <laughs> and that the rest of your giant brisk. Um, <laughs> if you don't do it, though, I don't win anything. But if you do do it, you win. So there's no way I can possibly win here. All I can see is watch you eat a microphone. Zero sum game, I, I think. No, zero sum yeah. game is when nobody can possibly win in the long run. Like Let's if we were. In the movie Arrival. Oh, that's a good flick. Good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen Arrival? Negative sum. That I've seen. Okay. Space. It's okay. space. Okay. Of course, of course. Um, but in this instance, I just don't see what the upside is for Gretzky. I, I mean, he's loaded mm-hmm. beyond belief. He's back in Edmonton, which is the greatest thing ever. I love Wayne Gretzky so much. Seen him at the games cheering. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh. I would much prefer that yeah. and just keep that role. And Don't make don't- him BGM. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You're 100 percent right. I want Gretzky cheering in the box, gifs. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be writing articles shitting on a move Wayne Gretzky did. And I can't. No. I can't. Like I'll never lip off Connor McDavid, right? I, and like today, bloody uh, uh, Rashad, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Well, well to be fair to Rashad, he was kind of pointing out that there's aspects of Connor's game that he still needs to work on. Faceoffs uh, wants him to shoot more, but it got turned into this thing or. Connor's practice habits up to snuff. Yes, they so, are David Staples. Which is hilarious, Jesus right? Jesus. No, have you read the McDavid effect before? Of course I have. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm sure his practice habits aren't up to snuff. The kid practiced by himself when yeah. his parents were like, please come in. Yeah. Uh, he wants to be the best. He is the best. He's practicing, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he got to be the best player in the game by winning a fucking scratch ticket. Do you know what I mean? Well, not only that, like, he's a robot, as we see every day. He's a robot, and he comes and he drinks the pink, and he has 55 pull-ups, and then he goes out and gets 100 points, and he'll do it again this year. He broke his collarbone and picked up his stick with his broken broken collarbone hand so that people didn't think that he was hurt. Yeah, and we're going to call this guy out. Of all the issues to call out, like... If you forget ever, his name. If you're ever thinking about posting something <laughs> negative about Connor McDavid and you're a reporter, just write about something else. Yeah. Like, exactly. What the hell? What is the matter with you? Take your laptop and hit your own face yeah, with punch it. Punch yourself in the face sense. until you can't see or hear. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll come and shove that mouse down your mouth. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that, Kentro. So I'm it talking took about. till the third saying. You're starting to show some fire. Starting some to threaten people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't like anybody talking shit about McDavid. It pisses me off. Agreed. Like, and I don't like anyone it. talking shit about Gretzky. And I feel like if he takes this role right. on, he's going to ruin arguably one of the best legacies in sport. It'd be like Brett Favre coming back to Green Bay and being like, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's the problem? <laughs> okay. You leave that to your old boy, Brett. I'm going to fix this. I can't see that he would want the job either. You mentioned Arrival and Brett Favre. I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, Two man. references Thanks, from Kanye. Oh, yeah. He's, been, he's mm. been hanging around me and learning right. by osmosis. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. And he's wearing a Yankee hat, too. Like That's this. also to butter you up. Like I'm turning into MASH. All part of the plan. Oh, yeah, all part Slowly of the plan. Slowly but surely. Uh, do you guys enjoy the bye week, though? 
Paul Coffee News aside. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have to I eat beets for a while. I am 12 days beet free as of right now. That's the longest moment. you've probably oh, gone man. since this started, isn't I it? I love beets. <laughs> There's one thing, though, about like a lot of people tell me I love beets, but you're generally not eating a whole can of beets yeah. in a sitting. Do you know what I mean? I do. You would power through a sliced up can of beets sliced in their own brine. Terrible. Breakfast every morning. Unbelievable. Look at how stout you are as a result. You picture a health uh, well, I mean, he's got a Dunder Mifflin shirt. I should have worn my Shroop Farms Beats oh, shirt. Oh, yes. Because I have it. I love it. You love the Beats. There wouldn't be a punishment for you. garden Beats? I have a garden in my basement. Beats. You have a garden yeah. in your basement? No. Okay. <laughs> like, what do you else you growing down there, yeah. Claire? Telling everybody not to buy weed stocks and you got a right. hydroponic operation in your basement? <laughs> totally. Bizarre. I, once again, I didn't say don't buy. I said have a plan. Yes. Right. That's good advice for everyone. That, that is a good plan. Learned a lot this podcast. Kent Tilly, K4Financial.ca. This is a lot of fun, man. Thanks, Thanks for, coming for having me, for sure. Well, I mean, I'm going to overrule these guys. I want to have you back. Oh, nice. Thanks. Well, you're the boss. Thank God you're starting, starting coming on board. Yeah, that fair, boys? This was fun? Yeah. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Real Life Podcast brought to you by SumoJerky.com. And shout out to our friends at Japa Machinery. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.